Hey church family, welcome back to another episode of the Leroy UMC podcast. My name is Jared and I'm the worship director here. We are so glad you're joining us. This week, we're starting a series titled The Problem of Pain and wrestling with the idea of why bad things happen. Pastor Matthias has a great sermon about the Lord's Prayer. Let's have a listen. Amen. Well, friends, this morning we are starting a new worship series together by taking a look at a very, well, taking a look at a very heavy subject, but also a very important one, and a subject that I imagine many of us either are wrestling with right now or else have wrestled with at some point over the past year or two, uh, but we are wrestling together this month with the problem of pain, or to put it another way, why do bad things happen? Why do we sometimes suffer? And the thing to keep in mind with this uh, worship series is that when it comes to the Bible, there is no one single answer to that question. Instead, just to kind of outline where all we'll be going uh, this month, uh, Scripture gives us four basic explanations for why we suffer, for why bad things happen. Number one, because evil is real. Two, because sometimes we cause it through sin or mistakes. Three, for a greater good that sometimes lies beyond the pain. And four, sometimes scripture acknowledges that pain is a mystery. And those are four equally valid responses, valid reasons that scripture gives us for why we feel pain. And it's important to know that all four of them are appropriate at different times and for different pains. Sometimes Christians cause harm when we tell someone who's going through a struggle or a loss that their loss is because of one of those reasons when really it was for another. So this month we'll be taking a look at each one of those four each Sunday morning. And we're starting off uh, this morning with the explanation that, well, maybe in many ways has defined 2021 and 2020 uh, more than anything else as uh, another year of pandemic struggle. Uh, but we are taking a look at pain happening because evil is real. And as we start out our series, we're taking a look uh, at a very familiar scripture passage. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, a passage I'm guessing you all know pretty well. Friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. Jesus said, Pray then in this way, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Every single Sunday morning in towns all across America and in churches all across the globe, 
Hundreds of millions of Christians all together bow their heads and lift their voices and pray to God to forgive us our sins, to give us our daily bread, and to lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil. It's a prayer that we all know by heart. However, as timeless and essential to our faith as the Lord's Prayer may be, there is one thing about that prayer that many Christians may not know. And that is that in the pages of Scripture, in the actual Bible itself, evil is the last word of the Lord's Prayer. It never fails to surprise people who have never heard it before or maybe never noticed it, but in the actual scriptural text that we take the Lord's Prayer from, Matthew 6, the original Lord's Prayer ended on the words, deliver us from evil. That's where the prayer was originally supposed to end. You heard it just a second ago in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then the prayer comes to a cold, abrupt, awkward stop. As much as we may be used to it, the bizarre fact is that that final line that we pray every Sunday, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, that line was added on to the Lord's Prayer at a later date. You see, it was customary in first century Jewish communities to conclude or end a prayer to God with a final doxology, a final blessing giving glory to God. Meaning that for the very first believers who would have prayed the Lord's Prayer, it would have felt almost unnatural to have the Lord's Prayer stop so abruptly with that line and deliver us from evil as it does in Matthew 6. So as early as the first century, the very first church, Christians began adding a closing doxology whenever they recited the Lord's Prayer in worship. And the habit stuck. I mean, all the way to the present day, our Catholic brothers and sisters in a Catholic Mass will still add a pause before saying that final line. And to be fair, that is maybe a bit more accurate to the scriptural text itself. And while I have no doubt that I just seriously messed with a few people's minds, I don't point this out simply to disorient you or to leave you wondering, do I even know what Jesus said? But I mention this because it's relevant to one of the most enduring and prevalent explanations that the Bible gives us for why bad things happen, for why we feel pain. Sometimes we struggle and sometimes we feel pain, Scripture tells us, because evil is real. So much so that the prayer for God to deliver us from evil was the final passionate plea that Jesus Christ taught his disciples to pray. 
Now I'll admit of the four reasons that scripture gives for why pain and suffering exists, evil is maybe the most underappreciated in our modern world. When most American Christians think about why they feel pain or loss, they don't immediately point the finger at evil forces. Most likely that's because in our context, when we hear the word evil, I'm guessing most of us think about the devil or demons or Hollywood horror movies like The Exorcist. And while scripture does sometimes talk about a personified evil, about the evil one, it's important to note that in scripture, evil doesn't just refer to devils and monsters. There are all kinds of realities forces and systems in this world that are more than worthy of being called truly evil. There are tyrants and power-hungry CEOs, bosses and leaders who leave as much devastation in their wake as any Satan. There are systems of mass incarceration and realities like drug addiction that enslave and destroy lives as well as any demonic possession. There are storms, diseases, cancers, pandemics that bring as much suffering into this world as any hell below us. Whether you call it the devil or a dictator, demonic possession or addiction, darkness or systemic oppression, evil is real. And scripture does not shy away from or hide that fact. And the traditional hope, that preachers and theologians often give in talking about or thinking about what a solution is for that pain of evil, the traditional answer is to say that our God suffers and feels evil with us. As one theologian expressed it, far from being aloof, apathetic, and immutable, God freely becomes vulnerable out of faithful love for the world. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it, and I know I've shared this quote with you all before, but it's too perfect not to share again. The Bible directs us to God's powerlessness and suffering because only the suffering God can help. It's an answer and a solution as old as the New Testament itself. That yes, evil is real and it does cause pain, loss, suffering, and agony. But in Jesus Christ, our God is beside us in all that pain and loss. We never suffer alone. However, I have to admit that as timeless, as classic and as true as that answer to the problem of evil and the pain of evil may be, the more I sit with that answer and the more I wrestle with that explanation, the more I find it a little bit unsatisfying. And maybe some of you do too. Yes, we suffer because evil is real. Yes, our God is beside us through it all. And yes, it is comforting to know that we never struggle alone, but we still struggle. 
It's encouraging to know that Jesus Christ has felt and feels every pain I could ever feel, but that doesn't make the pain go away. Evil is real, and somehow knowing that God suffers through it with us is comforting, but it isn't always enough. However, that isn't all that there is to it. Terrible things happen because evil is real. And yes, it is a miracle that there is no pain. God does not feel with us. However, it may well be that an even greater miracle that the gospel story has to give us is that Jesus Christ isn't just the suffering Savior, but is the triumphant Savior. Christ Jesus is one of the most vehement, forceful, and unflinching fighters you could ever meet. A conqueror who defies the pain of evil with us. It's something I think we sometimes too often forget. We have a tendency to tame and romanticize the gospel story, but there is a profound defiance to Christ Jesus' ministry and life. Christ's ministry wasn't just about doing as much good as he could or bringing as much comfort as he could. Christ's ministry was a campaign that defied and pushed back against every force and power that afflicts God's children. He healed the sick because God is not helpless in the face of senseless suffering. He drove out demons because the light will not tolerate lives possessed by darkness. He refused to pick up a weapon because God will not abide bloody violence. He fed the masses to drive out the evil of starvation. He taught the truth to drive out the evil of blind ignorance. And in the end, he even faced the cross all so that he could show on the third day that the evil of death itself is not final. Jesus Christ doesn't just give us good news. He gives us the will and the power to defy every evil we face in our lives. There was a German theologian named Johann Metz who may have captured it best. Metz was a theologian and a thinker who knew better than most what evil looked like. When he was a teenager in high school, growing up in Germany, Metz had actually been forced to leave school and join the German Wehrmacht. And he had witnessed his entire unit of schoolboys wiped out and killed during the war. He had spent time as a POW, and when the war ended, he had gone to seminary to study the gospel. And looking back over his life later and that experience of evil and horror, Metz said that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the dangerous memory of God's fierce resistance against the evil forces of this world that hold human life in bondage. That's a powerful thought, isn't it? That there are forces in this world that are worthy of being called truly evil. 
There is meaningless sickness that afflicts us. There is poverty and violence that threatens to consume us. There is addiction and despair that seeks to enslave us. Evil is real. But faced with such unbearable pain, our God doesn't just passively suffer with us. No, our God defies the chaos, resists the hopelessness, and fights the pains with us and for us. Because no matter how great the evils or sufferings of this world may be, or the demons of our own lives may be, nothing holds back the Savior who triumphs on the third day. And the more I think about it in that way, the more I can't help but think that our earliest Christian brothers and sisters added that final doxology to the Lord's Prayer because we don't just ask God to deliver us from evil But as followers of Jesus Christ, we give glory to God that in Christ, the evils we confront are not final. The final doxology to the Lord's Prayer was added to give glory to God because our God doesn't just know what it means to suffer with us and doesn't just fight the pain of evil with us, but the good news is that in Jesus Christ, all that we suffer from all the evils in our lives is not final, does not define us, does not rule us. It is not our God. It isn't good news that magically erases our struggles that we face in this life. Christ makes no guarantees that being a Christian means living a pain-free life. We each still pray every Sunday in our own ways, deliver us from evil. But it is good news that shows us the fiery and determined Savior who defies our pain with us. It is good news that gives us the hope and the resolve of a God who will allow pain to try us but never break us. And it is good news that frees us to look beyond whatever cross we may face to see the third day on our horizon. When all is said and done, we end the Lord's Prayer with the, not with the uncertain hope that we might be delivered from evil, but with the defiant doxology that reminds us that the God who suffers with us and fights with us is the same God who guarantees that in the end the pain of evil always falls to the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. We may feel the pain of sicknesses that we cannot control, the pain of cancer, of Alzheimer's, of COVID, but with the earliest church we defiantly pray and hope thine is the kingdom. We may face the struggles of realities that are out of our hands, of unemployment, of greed, of fear, of poverty, But with John Metz, we turn to the Savior who is beside us and say, Thine is the power. 
And we may wrestle with the problem of pain brought on by the problem of evil, of senseless suffering and unbearable struggle, but with resolve and conviction we pray every single Sunday with the words that our conquering and triumphant Lord taught us, that thine is the glory forever and ever. Because the last word of the Lord's prayer isn't a word of evil. It's a word of peace, a word of defiance, and a word of hope that finally says, Amen. And thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me. Christ Jesus, you understand better than most the pains that are beyond our control and the struggles that we face in this life. Lord, you understand the evil of this world, for you alone have faced it and overcome it once and for all. So Christ, give us the strength to resist and defy all the pains of our lives. Give us the hope that knows you have already won the war, even if we struggle in the battle. And give us the will to look to the third day in those moments when all we see is a cross. Christ Jesus, stand beside us and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today. I hope you are having a safe and healthy new year. Be blessed and go in peace.